The latest Federated Farmers Farm Confidence Survey shows a bit of positivity around economic conditions, but some deepening concern about the ability to plug workforce gaps. To find out a bit more, I'm joined now by Fed Farmers President Andrew Hoggard. Morning. Good morning. So the survey carried out last month, uh, a big improvement in the number of farmers who are feeling good about the economy. I guess that's a good place to start, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, and it just shows the sort of upbeat nature around um, the sort of commodity price returns we've got at the moment. Um, so, you know, and I guess it's sort of um, sort of all about people's own businesses. So you're seeing, and that's sort of the questions we're asking, focusing on your own farm. And so people are going, well, you know, prices are good. Um, for some parts of the country, the weather hasn't been too bad, and they've got good feed levels, and so they're able to expect in good production. So that part of the story is reasonably positive, um, but then we move into concerns around labour force and other regulations, which kind of takes a little bit of the shine off it. Sure, but um, we'll, we'll look at that in a second, just the economic part. So when we look at last year, um, when you know the pandemic was probably you know in full swing, this is 46 points better, so that, that's pretty significant. Yep. Um, and I think the distinction you made there by asking people actually about you know their own particular economic performance as it pertains to, to their farm, rather than worrying about sort of extraneous um, you know issues, what ifs, maybes, uh, when you look yeah. at the, the, the cold hard facts that that, you know, that that's not too bad. Yeah, and I mean, last year we are all probably expecting, you know, <laughs> the degree of us probably expecting, you know, the end of the world as we know it. Mm. Um, and so there was a lot of uncertainty as to which way things would go. Would markets be closed down? You know, and yes, there's been a lot of challenges with shipping and obviously costs have gone up as well. But um, it's been relatively pleasantly surprising to see how well commodity prices have done throughout all of this, which has been not only good for farmers, but good for the country. Well, the world wants and likes our produce by the sounds of things. Yep, definitely. That's it in a nutshell. Um, Although, looking forward, I see that a net 39% of farmers expect the general economic uh, conditions to worsen over the next 12 months. What do you put that down to? Well, I think it probably, as we're starting to see, you know, challenges with global shipping. Um, mm. You know, we've all seen in recent times fertilizer price increases. Uh, there's uh, shortages of magnesium at the moment. Um, there's a whole range of sort of costs increasing and challenges emerging um, as the world sort of shipping doesn't get itself sorted. It still seems to be having problems and you know we're possibly you know usually the experience is when you're on high commodity prices what follows is a low Um, whether or not people have been a little bit pessimistic there who knows but I I would think um, everyone's just sort of looking at the the world situation at the moment probably seeing that yeah there's still challenges on the horizon and um, whilst we've got some good times right now 
um, maybe it might not be so quite as good in a year's time. Yeah, and um, or I guess we look at the Global Dairy Trade Index. Um, yes. I mean, is that playing a little bit of a part? I mean, it depends if you answered that as a dairy farmer or not. I'm not sure, but you know, these, yeah. um, you know, uh, that while the prices are still reasonably good, I mean, it is trending downward at the moment. I see a few of the sort of forecasters are, you know, pulling back the uh, the 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 farm gate milk price a little bit as well, and in, in line with that. Yeah, uh, although. In regards to this survey, it was taken before, I think there'd been about three of the seven drops we've had consecutively in that period. So you wouldn't have thought um, it didn't include all the seven drops in a row that we've had, or is it eight now? I think it might be eight now, but yeah, I know what you're saying. So yeah, so that was more five rather than, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I I think, um, yeah, it's probably just a, few concerns there, um, but also internally, um, where some of the regulations are heading, will people still be able to farm as well, or how they do at the moment, um, with all these coming regulations, and what are the impacts of them going to be? Right, yeah, okay, I can see how that would um, factor into people's answers when they're asked to, you know, look ahead 12 months, I guess, um, you know, that's certainly a a part of people's thinking, it's very much at the forefront. Actually, uh, on the um, whole shipping um, scenario as well, um, look, I was just talking to a retailer over the weekend, and uh, there, and I can only imagine that it's, um, you know, echoed within agriculture pretty much for everything that's transported, you know, their costs have gone up um, threefold since uh, you know, I guess normal times in terms of um, you know, so so that that in itself is just a, a massive impediment, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think we're, we're starting to see the impacts of that in the agricultural sector with the fertilizer price increases, mm. um, and I think more of the sort of imported you know, goods and services and parts, etc., that we all use. Um, you know, I'm hearing that. Tractors are going to be um, going up in price next year as well. Or maybe that was just a salesman trying to find a new <laughs> one at that time. Get in early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That may have just been a sales pitch, but who knows. Um, but, yeah, so I'm hearing stories that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to expect to see price increases for a lot of the inputs we use um, just due to global shipping over the next year. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is if the um, supply uh, isn't there and the demand is just as strong or if not stronger, then uh, you just, I mean, uh, these um, items um, can just, they can command a premium for them, can't they? We've seen it with with cars as well, you know, and trucks and utes and all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, and the old law of supply and demand, it is... um well, they call it a law, not a theory. That's exactly right, and she's a seller's market at the moment, that's for sure. Now, the uh, most concerning aspect, but perhaps not surprising, around uh, the issue of worker shortages. So what did the numbers tell you there from the survey? Well, didn't really tell us anything we haven't already heard through um, all our other channels, and that is real concern around um, the shortage of staff out there. You know, I think estimates have been upwards of two odd thousand people sh- positioned short on farms um, but you know concerns with you know migrants farm workers we've already got in the country being lured offshore to other countries where they can get residency 
and our own immigration departments just seems to be sitting on its hand, um, not processing anything. Um, major backlogs, and they seem uncertain as to what the hell they're doing. Whereas, you know, the likes of Canada and Australia have been pretty decisive around um, securing talented workforces for themselves. You haven't been able to quite figure that one out myself and then the fact that you've got yeah, Australia and Canada who have roughly approached you know, uh, their COVID lockdowns uh, in the same way, their approach to the pandemic in, in a similar way. And uh, you know, if you can get people in from overseas, if you can get them you know, isolated at the start of their journey, if you like, and uh, make sure they don't have it, then um, you know, unleash them. No, no, no harm. Yeah, and it's, so it's a it's a dual thing we've got here of how can we improve or create some efficiencies in MIQ to make sure that um, we are able to get through essential s- staff, um, but also it's about keeping the people we've already got in the country. And at the moment, they're being lured offshore with promises of residency. And like I said, um, the immigration department here in New Zealand just sitting on its hands. Um, nothing seems to be happening there, and we've got a real risk of not only you know not improving the hole we've got, but actually the hole might get even deeper. Mm, and that would be a, a, a horrible scenario to uh, to face for so many people. Now, a couple of quick things to finish up here. Andrew Hoggard with us uh, talking about the Farmer Confidence Survey. Now, um, so there was a bit of movement from the government for the horticulture sector and RSE workers. I note at the Hort uh, Conference last week, they're all, um, you know, very uh, pleased to see that get through. You're hoping to see something like this for, um, uh, you know, agriculture more generally, farming in particular? Um, what I think would, you know, priority for us would be some sort of, you know, very quick um, pathway to residency for those people that are already here, mm. keep them here. Um, and then, yeah, if there is the ability to, how can we do um, MIQ smarter and faster? You know, is there an ability for, you know, I know lots of agricultural contractors, they seem to rely on the young guys coming out of the UK and Ireland um, has traditionally been the source of a lot of tractor drivers. You know, those countries are reasonably well ahead of us in their vaccine rollout. Um, so is there the ability to have some sort of fast track system or, you know, even if it's a private system for those that have been double vaccinated, um, probably posing less of a risk? Um, how can we come up with, you know, different ways to enable those sort of people to come through the system um, rather than treating every case, you know, pretty much everyone's very scary. Um, Mm. So I think it's, yeah, you kind of need some, we've kind of gotten in a rut with it and, and decided this is how it's done and end of story. And we're actually... You know, I know there's government's probably concerned about risks of what happens if the Delta variant gets through, and that's a very, you know, definite risk. Um, but at the same time, the risk is uh, if we're not able to um, maintain productivity in New Zealand, and, and it's not just farming; it's all across our society. Mm. There's going to be big, big challenges, and suddenly. You know, we might find that the farmers particularly have to scale back operations just to be able to, you know, 
make them make it sustainable for themselves, um, which is then going to flow through into you know reduced throughput. So there will be we'll, we'll flip from you know having not enough people to employ to suddenly as uh, production grinds down, suddenly there will be a whole lot of unemployment and yeah. inflation. Um, you know, we could very easily turn the tables on this thing and go totally the other way in a bad way. So, you know, there's risks either side of just doing a health response. It's got to be a combination of two. It's got to be an economic and a health response. Mm, mm, yeah, look, that's a, a very interesting um, point. It is a, a very much a balancing act. And just finally, um, other concerns in the survey, Andrew, climate change, a, a, big, a big one, and I know that that's you've got that as a, as a spokesperson job as well, don't you, with yeah. uh, with Fed? So uh, what did you make of the responses? Read that. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be a case of people... You know, a little bit of uncertainty as to what's happening with um, Hiwaka Ikanoa, the primary sector climate change commitment. Um, what's the pricing mechanism going to look like? And, you know, how much is it going to cost? What's the impact going to be? Um, and I guess it's also been in the news, probably the, the Climate Change Commission, they had their report and they were saying, you know, we're going to... There was the inference there that would reduce production by 15%. So I'm guessing those sort of things happening at the same time is probably what drove that increase in concern around climate change. Um, Andrew, good to chat as always. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. Thanks.